0: Thank you to our sponsor, Open Society Foundations, an organization that works to build vibrant and inclusive societies whose governments are accountable and open to the participation of all people. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Black Stories podcast. I'm today's host, Rashad Robinson, president of Color of Change. The Tell Black Stories podcast was created as an extension of Color of Change's Hollywood work, an initiative changing the rules in Hollywood, ensuring accurate, diverse, empathetic, and human portrayals of black people on television and throughout the media landscape. Today we're happy to welcome the cast and showrunner of the critically acclaimed own series, Queen Sugar. Joining us are Retina Wesley, Don Leanne Gardner, Kofi Sirubo, and showrunner Anthony Sparks. Today we're here to talk about their series Queen Sugar and the importance of black representation in Hollywood. There's always, oftentimes, a lot of conversations in Hollywood around diversity and inclusion. And sometimes they take characters and at the end they paint them black um, without backstories. We see it lots of times in crime procedures. I always joke about how many black judges are there actually? (laughs) Um, And uh, you always see a black judge, a 65 year old woman who has no backstory. What would it have been like for a black woman who's 65 to actually be a judge? The idea of telling black stories is, to be specific. Mm-hmm. And right before we started, um, routine, I was just saying how I know so many uh, novas <laughs> in my life. And I was just thinking that you all must come across people who kind of talk to you about uh, how your characters connected to him. I'd love for each of you uh, to talk about it. And Anthony, you talk about sort of at, at the creative level, mm-hmm. the importance of how the being specific can also help us have a much broader
1: conversation. Yeah. I- Definitely met a lot of women who have come up to me who are NOVA in real life and they, they are so sort of um, It's almost in awe of seeing themselves reflected on the screen and thankful um, Even though for me, I'm like, it's just me. I'm just Retina But I have to remember what NOVA does for, for, for women out there on screen, so um, I, I've met a lot and, and just it's made me kind of embrace the fact that there are so many characters and that we have in life that sometimes you never meet in life. So there's a much broader range of stories we could be telling and characters we could be showing. And I'm glad um, we have a show like Queen Sugar where we're really sort of delving into sort of not the usual types that we see, we dig a little deeper. Yeah. So there's levels to these characters that sometimes I think, we think people don't wanna see them, but almost as raw as we get, that the rawness is yeah. what sort of people are engaged with and what is familiar to them. So it's a great time to be playing a woman like Nova. Like yeah. I'm feeling kind of cool. Like, oh my God, it's so you know cool <laughs> yeah. that women are like, this is actually their life. And for me, it's just a role I play, but she's I've learned a lot actually playing her. So it's been really wonderful. Yeah.
2: Ooh, Charlie, uh, it is so awesome and fascinating the different types of women who come up to me and say, you know, I'm Charlie in my life. You know, I have a sister who's Charlie in, in my life. And, and, and even men who are like, I feel like I'm like Charlie too. And I think that for me it's fascinating because she occupies such an interesting, epic, complicated space. You know what I mean? She is a pioneer in her, in every, field she's in and has been in. And she does not apologize for any part of who she is. She really makes space for all of these colors that she is and plays. And and I feel like she gives permission for a lot of women to own their ambition and own their goals and own their capacity and their brilliance and their, uh, their, their capabilities. Um, so it's been wonderful to see and feel women. I think feel, not just feel grateful, but emboldened to like step into um, their Charlie and to, and to not apologize for it. If it makes people uncomfortable, okay. All you right. know, it's 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 been such a glorious uh, gift to receive that kind of that kind of
3: energy. Oh. yeah, man. Um, I'm not Charlie Anova. <laughs> I've, I've had friends, you know. I'm, I'm thinking about a, a specific friend, but um, you know, he has kids. I don't have kids, obviously. You know, I have blue, and uh, when it comes to blue, I think that's when you really see uh, Ralph Angel get to really, I guess, express his sensitivity, and that's just a different level of vulnerability. And um, my my friend told me one 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 day after his boy's game, he was like, you know, he was really emotional. They didn't win, but he knows his son was like working really hard you know what I'm saying and uh (laughs) he was afraid to show him his emotion like you know he would usually wipe a tear or cry or you know what I'm saying in private but he said he pulled his son aside and was like yo like I just want you to see how much you mean and like I don't care if you want I don't care about none of that like I love you for that and he said "I, I learned that from Ralph Angel I was like damn like just us being able to uh have the space to emote and uh I don't know I think it's really valuable as a black man as a man in general but you know as men we're not really uh we're not really valued for our emotions where we're, it's always more of a you know be a man you know mm-hmm. physical admiration but that emotional space is like mm-hmm. dope when the show was first created by Ava DuVernay
4: one of the things I remember our first creative conversations had to do with a lot of what Uh, we're talking about right now which is the complication of people Um, and it has always been my firm belief both as a person and creatively that you are not a person unless you are complicated in terms of the representation and so you know you talk about how many judges do you see you know part of that imagery is a corrective to you know, past imagery that showed us, you know, um, uh, you know, as criminals or criminalized or uh, you know, out of proportion in ways like that. So then you get the judge, but the judge is a one-dimensional, you know. So, so one of the things that we try to do on Queen Sugar, and that I feel very responsible for having been entrusted with the show to maintain, is the complicated nature. Of these three characters in particular, um, but of everyone on the show. And that is challenging, particularly as a show um, has been on the air for a season or two, because there is a uh, almost set up within the structure of the TV industry, there is a unspoken and sometimes spoken pressure to keep your characters likable and our characters are embraceable and they are likable because she is ambitious because she is complicated because he is both tender and also has areas of toxic masculinity in him like the people that we know so even myself as a writer will find myself pushing myself to go no Keep pushing. Keep them complicated. You know, I firmly believe that there are very few, uh, if any, characters like the three that we get to see on Queen Sugar, and it's a great, great, great uh, pride and honor of mine to contribute to that.
0: And, and you know, and that's the that has to be part of the interplay between what happens behind the scenes
4: mm-hmm. and the from the scenes.
0: Back in 2017, we did a report with UCLA that looked at the writers' room and the lack of diversity in the writers' room. And out of the you know all the writers' rooms across Hollywood, so few that were led by people of color or women. In fact, nearly 70% were led by white men alone. Um, and then from there, you start dividing up everyone else who gets um, an opportunity to shot. We looked through the, the the pipeline for writers and that sort of specificity, that ability to have characters um that you just don't like but you love right Mm -hmm. like there are people in my family who i love Mm -hmm. they may not have been my friends (laughs) now 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 now, now folks are going to (laughs) be guessing who are you talking about about? i'll let 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 them figure it out um um, but all of that to say I'm, i'm both interested from you in terms of the choices you've made in your writer's room sure um around that and sort of the impact that's had for you all as 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 folks who are also on other pro- projects, but also just in Hollywood and, and have friends and colleagues who are part of other productions that may not have the same type of um, energy in their writer's room that, that mm-hmm. shapes the storytelling. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it's really interesting, and thank you for the question. Um, I haven't admitted this publicly a lot. Uh, people who know me very deeply and personally in my private life know this. I began as a stage actor primarily purposely put it aside because I found out there was this space called a television writers room (laughs) and I was like wait what is this and I understood that that was the beginning uh, space and often the end space um, there's a process in the middle um, where images are formed uh, where industry uh, is constructed in terms of what that representation is going to look like And it looked like, perhaps, I might have an opportunity to contribute to that space and become a part of a conversation that impacts what um, millions of people then see, which then becomes the space through which people interpret who we are or think they're interpreting who we are. So... In 1999, which is when I wrote my first TV spec, I don't know if people remember this. The NAACP made a lot of noise that year. People, some people remember. So thank you. That year, and it was one of the first times in their media advocacy through the years, which you know they've done since uh, you know Birth of a Nation, actually. Um, where they began to talk about what was happening behind the camera in a way that was getting a lot of attention because there were so few uh, lead characters of color that year in 1999. That was the year I made the decision, I'm writing. Mm. That was actually the year. And, uh, and, uh, and started my spec scripts and all of that. So my whole point being is that is really sort of fascinating to me uh, now and, and I'm very thankful that 20 years later um, being able to sit here on a show like Queen Sugar, which does not apologize for its intentionality in terms of the types of images that we are endeavoring to create um, and the fascinating stories that emerge from those when you when you do that. So all of that is, in my mind, when I have the opportunity to meet writers or hire writers or have conversations with Ava about what we want to do next, um, it, it, I, it, it's, I wear it proudly. It's on my sleeve. Don't apologize for it. <coughs> and that means I'm not right for every show. Right. Yep. Okay. Because there are some shows that they're not interested in that. Um, they're interested in everybody just having a good time. I love to have a good time, too. Right. Uh, but this is important. Who we are and how we represent ourselves is, is crucial.
2: Absolutely. I'm endlessly and constantly in gratitude for this experience because I entered a more public space talking, literally having conversations about exactly what I cared about. And as an actor that is fairly rare, you know, it's fairly rare to be on a TV show that is that is actually speaking to exactly what you want to talk about exactly what you want to say yeah. so it was such a it was such a gift to to enter that sort of more celebrity realm shepherding a character shepherding story that was deepening me and deepening my personhood deepening my artistry and Basically engaging the world in a conversation. It wasn't just I'm promoting a show. It's sort of fluffy and da da da. It just wasn't that. And that's very often the the experience. Much more often than this is. So this has been game changing for me. It has really taught me about what it means to be in alignment <laughs> with fully with something. And I think in some ways it's part of what what held me back from you know other projects and other times in my life is that. I just wasn't in alignment with it. This is such a, an intention-driven experience, and I really pray, my deep prayer, is that it's not only opened the door for us and for all of our storytelling and for the movement of black stories, but it's communicating that, that culturally specific stories, culturally rooted and authentic stories across the board that is we are hungry for them. There is audiences want them. I feel like of course it's us. It's us that led that movement. Of course it's us that opened that door.
0: You know, in this era that we're in where every single day we're hit with all sorts of news and information, we're asked to respond to issues of uh, police violence, issues of uh, numbers that come out around mass incarceration, you know, stories of harassment. The thing that I uh, love about Queen Sugar, one of the many things is how Uh, much care you put into really delving into these stories in nuanced, in deep ways. And I always tell people if you care about any of these issues you should be watching Queen Sugar because you talk about re-entry, you all talk about uh, family acceptance and in LGBT community, you all talk dig into um, the issues of women equality and the power of, of women, you d- dig into the issues of land and, and black people's relationship to land and labor um, and dignity in this country. And all of those are, are connected. At Color of Change, we say a lot that people don't experience issues, they experience life, that the forces that hold people back are deeply interrelated. Absolutely. So it's not that, oh, my issue is criminal justice, or my issue is economic justice. My issue is being black in America. And as a result, I'm hit with all All these these various forces. Um, And so as you all get these scripts and think about sort of the, the, the backstories of the characters that you've had from the previous seasons, and as we look forward to this next season, what can people look forward to, expect? What are the things that you can share in terms of, um, where your characters are going, because there's there's so many different angles that we've already gotten, and I think people might be interested without any spoilers about where where this family is going and where this specific place is taking them.
3: Yeah, Nova. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with me. I knew it. Um, you
1: know, well, well, you know, we ended season three with Nova finishing her yeah. book you know, but we don't quite know what's in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's gonna be a big thing this season is Nova and this book and what's in it and what it does to people and how they feel about it. (laughs) That's a kind of short way, you know. But it's like, it's cathartic for her in a way. She learns a lot through this whole journey of this book and what it does. And that's the beauty of her journey is seeing how it changes her whether even her perspective her thinking what she the things she thought were true and versus what's not it, There's so much there's so many different sort of levels they take her through um with just this this just this book you know but when you write a story that's so personal it's bound to have you know an effect that might hit a little harder than mm-hmm. just if it were fiction so watch out nova's it gets a little messy um but um it's a it's a beauty to watch the sort of her experience, uh, the different emotions that it takes her through, and that's what's gonna be, I think, engaging to see her sort of go through all of those things. Um, Difficult, you know, um, and then hopefully coming out on the other side of it. I don't know, what's the end? What's happening at the end? No, I'm (laughs) (laughs) joking. (laughs) No, Um, but but, you know, I think people like to see someone go through something, um, and I think a lot of characters sometimes on TV, like we said, are so flat that they have no experience, Um, and Ah, it's uh, it's so vulnerable for her because it's a personal book. So the reactions and things that she get are gonna take her to places that she's not gonna be ready for but she has to go through it. Like she can't go around it. Yes. The yes. only way to go through it now that she's written what she's written is through it. And so, and she does. And the thing I love about her most is she's so brave. So to see her do it is, is gonna be something else. So, so we've, got some, <laughs> got, we've got some consequences. Oh, yeah, yes. consequences. Consequences,
0: consequences. Repercussions. consequences. Repercussions. consequences. consequences. Repercussions. All right. repercussions, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yes.
4: I'd love to, if, if I could just piggyback off that a little bit. You know, one of the things that is a great challenge and great fun about uh, writing Queen Sugar is obviously we're, we're a television drama, so we're operating a little bit on you know what's happening and what's going to happen next. And that's fun. But when we are really sort of sitting in the center of what makes us special as a show, um, that story is also operating on another level. And so in many ways, I see what Nova is doing with this book as on one level is like, you're gonna spill all that tea about your family, really? So like there's the fun and oh my gosh and floor in the ground, uh, mouth on the ground sort of aspect of that. On the other hand, there is also another level where what she does is so radical and so committed to what she's doing. And to me, there's no other choice to do that because what Nova is really trying to do is free the family in a world that's constructed for her family and people who look like her not to be free. So in order to do that, you have to hit with a force that almost shatters the framework. Mm -hmm. And that's also what she's trying to do. So in a way, she's sort of asking an impossible question and sort of using her family
3: as a trial run Mm -hmm. (laughs) to see if it can happen, (laughs) you know, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, I I agree, like, it's weird. At first, I was really mad about Nova and her book, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I, I really resonate, you know, it's like, she's trying to reflect our truth back to us and hopefully it heals us like somebody told me what you uh, you can't heal what you don't reveal mm-hmm. and i just feel like if revelation isn't the root of queen sugar then it's like what are we talking about you know it's just so much so much is brought forward and it it forces you to deal with yourself it forces you to deal with your thoughts the things you try and hide your desires your identity yep. um and once you start breaking it down you just realize how Dense it is and also how liberating it is to realize you're not alone with all that I guess Stuff (laughs) you know historical, you know cultural just stuff that we have so much Baggage and weight we carry together, but we just don't get to talk about it. So yeah
2: I think Charlie for the past three seasons has walked through so so much such it feels like every season there was a level of devastation that we saw her that we saw her deal with, um, and every season I was just like, "Whew, y'all are wearing me out." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this season here. I was like, "Really, y'all?" <laughs> um, because I think with this book, with um, these secrets, especially when it comes to her and her past there's a confrontation of all of what happened in the previous three seasons. Mm -hmm. So there's a reckoning. That's the word that I feel like I keep coming back to with this season is it's a reckoning, especially for Charlie. Um, And that reckoning is uncomfortable. It's also um, deeply relational in terms of how it affects her relationships and, and why it's happening. You know, because of her relationships, um, so it's it's a lot, and I don't again know how it's going to end, mm-hmm. but um, the going through it has been really hard, harder than I I anticipated, to be honest. Um, but important and 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 critical and necessary. So it's 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 going to be a wi- a wild ride for people.
4: I think, I think I can safely say that love is part of the thing um, and one of the questions that we're asking this season is um, how do you love in the midst of pain mm-hmm. and is love stronger than pain and and, and we dramatize yeah. that mm-hmm. this family is a family that like they're gonna be a family no matter what at the end of the day but what's the journey right. you know is a question we're always asking ourselves so much
0: of the work that we do at Color of Change is trying to take people from analysis to action. They see the news stories, they see what's happening in the world, and now we want to like, give them something clear to do. And sometimes the world is just not really clear. And the thing, one of the other things I really like about Queen Sugar is how many of the characters sit at the intersection of various identities, identities that people carry um, in the world. And, and I'd love to hear a little bit about
3: sort of what's the approach You know, you can't go into it trying to know it all, you know, offhand. I feel like, you know, whether it's Ralph Angel who's formerly incarcerated, there's a whole world of incarceration in the system that, to be honest, I I, I was ignorant to, you know, based off of my own spiritual safety. You know, I never, it never served me to know everything. You know, what I knew was enough, like you said, I knew I was black (laughs) and I knew how many problems came from just that simple fact, which I love, but, you know, Playing a character like Ralph Fanger opens you up, you know, in a scary way almost because, you know, a piece of me is like, I don't, I, I, again, that weight, that baggage is just, I'm just adding stuff to it because now I'm realizing how many people are out there who are dealing with these things who look just like me, who just grew up in, you know, different circumstances and I have the ability to shine a light on it. Now, what that light is, I can't even fully say, but it's like, again, just that humility of knowing that you know, everything happens for a reason. And like, God chose us to, to reflect these characters back to us. And I don't know why he chose us, you know, and I don't know why he chose Ava, but the soldiers he's been putting in place to do his work is just, it's out of this, it's out, it's out of this world, literally, you know? So, yeah.
2: My portrayal of Charlie is based and, and really originated from a couple of people in my life, one of whom is, uh, is a cousin of mine, and she knows this. And she watches the show with such investment. And and it wasn't just her, you know, I don't know if I can curse her, but her badassness. Yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't just that part of her that I was really sort of sourcing. It was also her fracture and her sense of vulnerability and her sense of unresolvedness and all those things that my cousin really knows about. And one of the one of the most impactful moments of this entire experience was um, my cousin texting me after, on a Thursday morning, and saying I watched the show last night and I couldn't stop sobbing. And he said, she said, I finally saw, I finally saw this part of myself that I didn't think anyone was seeing. I finally saw it, I finally understood things about it. I finally, and to, to feel that like very personally someone that I deeply care about, that I am completely invested in in my real life. She is having a, a, an experience that she knows it's, it's coming from her and it's back to her. It was, it, was, it was profound. And I now walk with the responsibility to her. And she's standing in for how many people for real yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. But I walk with this like duty to honor the truth of her experience to honor what i witnessed with her and of course what i've witnessed within myself but because i know like this is it's transformative because we are we are witnessing ourselves with such depth and integrity and
1: i think that alone is radical i would i mean i think i've said already earlier that i've learned a lot playing nova yes. Um, she sort of activated me in a way that I wasn't activated. And it was really scary, but I always had to just sort of remember to be bold with her and to walk, always make sure she's walking whatever truth Nova is. Like I have to kind of put shy and all any whatever I have okay. with Rutina. I have to like put it aside. And really, sort of act in a way that is very brave and very open and and courageous. And I I have a feeling that that's what people see in us too, because we do act in a way that is so like we're here with our emotions, um, and people get hit with that because they can feel it, you know. And so I've, I it's it's almost as just it's just like I said, I just she's activated me in a way where I'm like, oh, I think I'm up now, you know, I'm up, (laughs) I'm, um, you know. Just sort of researching things more, trying to learn about the things that I don't know. um, But also sort of living unapologetically and living in my truth and being okay with whatever it is that I am on any given day. Um, That's been the biggest lesson for me, you know. Um, And the more I do that, the more people come up that are like, hey, I see myself in you. And I was like, oh, you actually see me? I thought I was invisible the whole time, you know. But when someone else sees you walking in their truth, sometimes that allows them to walk in whatever their truth is. So... Um, It's been a great lesson, I will say, definitely. And that's
0: such the power of black stories Mm -hmm. and telling black stories. We like to end all of the podcasts with actually asking folks the type of stories that they wanna see, the stories that haven't been told. What stories would you like to to see? What type of black stories do we still need to tell or get out there?
3: I wanna see us be extravagant, you know, and not, not Black Panther, you know, and I love Black Panther, but you know, we have Africa, we don't need Wakanda, you know, and I love Wakanda, but (laughs) you get what I'm saying? I just feel like there's so, there's so many levels of us. There's billionaires, there's, there's, there's judges, there's, there's just so, there's, we're so extravagant and so dimensional. Like I wanna, I just wanna see us be that. You know, I don't always wanna, you know, uh, uh, keep telling the trauma stories, you know, or the stories about our pain. And, you know, even if we talk about slavery, like let's talk about the triumph, you know, and talk about, you know, where we came, like Black Wall Street, like there's just Fred Hampton, you know what I'm saying? Like, And then like you said, it's the narrative. I don't want to hear it from their narrative. Like I want to hear it from our narrative. I want to see it in all dynamics. Like I want to see us get to be all of us, you know? I don't want to only be a part, be a piece of us that we keep.
2: I recently was watching something that was talking about communal memory and how that's a, that's a, that's a part of the issue in our country is that we, we don't share the same memory of what's happened to us historically. And I feel that's part of what I watched in my life is I watched a world so get wrong, everything that I saw at home, everything that I saw with my, with my elders, everything that I was just like, where's the camera on this? Where's the camera on what what they walked through? Where's the camera on all the intricate, interesting, you know, flawed ways that they moved through the world in the time that was incredibly flawed? Like that, for me, I love, we talked about this earlier today, but I love the epic in the domestic, I love it. I think that there's great heroism in the simplest of lives. I think that that's what I watch is what made me want to be an actor was watching the beauty of the world around me at my grandmother's knee and going, I just want others to see this. I want them to see this so much because I can't help but see the beauty of this world. So that's what I, I personally, I want to hear my grandmother's story. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want our memory to be filled in what if there was a series about black families in the '30s? Come on, you know, like, yes. like I want, yes. I want to go back you know, and fill so in. Like, this is what we didn't get told. Hey. You got, you got told fear, and you got told, you know, the, 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 the historical anti-blackness of, of, from, you know, the leftover from slavery. That, that's what you got told, but that wasn't the truth. That was a distorted memory. Let's get it right. So I'm, I'm, I'm personally invested in. Um, in going into history and and filling in the gaps,
1: <laughs> I was like, I don't have any interesting answers. Well, then I thought mine was no. I'm a, I'm a I like romance, you know. Um, so I I think I mean I love the days of like you know when gentlemen like we're still gentlemen and but but seeing black women and black men in roles like that where um, it's I'm trying to think of a. I always think of it like Romeo and Juliet. That's only because that's my favorite Shakespeare. But you know how it's just to see them really in love, and it's not this sort of stagnant love where it ends up he's cheat. Like there's just these stories we've seen over and over again. And I love, I'd love to see a black romantic comedy yes. that's not like slap on the knee right, right, funny, right, right, right. Yes. but that really goes there and and delves into the different emotions that romance is so many things. Yes. And to see people really. You know deal with love and love is so many things and I've seen this, the same love story over and over and over again So I want to see more black love stories. I guess is what I'm saying at the end of the day. Um, yeah beautiful. absolutely,
4: yes. that's beautiful. I mean routine sort of took the words out of out of my mouth, but also to sort of pick up on something that Don was saying um, Sort of the epic and the everyday um, You know, I want to see my mom's story mm-hmm. which is um, you know, you'll never know her name per se many people but you know that woman, uh, usually it's a woman, but you know that, that woman, that black woman, who um, there's no community without her. Yeah. There's no uh, you know, 111th and Vincent's in Chicago, that whole block doesn't exist if she's not right, there. Right, 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 right. I want to see that story, it's, and it's an everyday story, you know. Uh, if I were to go in and pitch it, there's nothing fancy I can tell you. Right. There's no big gimmick, you know, that I can be like, and they flash back, you know, uh, um, yeah. to, you know, 1898, you know, every third episode. Right. Just life um, where people can see aspirational in the everyday as opposed to because we're used to seeing even in black sometimes aspirational stories told but it has to be the person is rich and the person is this and the person is that and sort of defined through this uh, market lens, frankly. Um, But what about the person who stays right there in that apartment or in that house and they are just a rock and a pillar except when they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're human. I believe there's great, great space to be told and just like, I'm just going to tell you an everyday story about people. And people will recognize that because they will see themselves in that and will be validated in seeing their everyday struggle of getting up and going to work and making a living and doing all of that without, at the end of the day, having to be whisked off to, you know, I don't know, wherever, you know, the fantastical is.
0: When we have an opportunity to see ourselves fully, the the space between um, who we are and who we can be is immense. And I just think that the work that you all are doing um, to tell and shape stories that help people better understand the world around them, better understand themselves, but understand the complications in their own families is so powerful and it's why um, Color of Change, we recognize um, that when people say that they can't do it, we have examples of people who are doing it. Um, So I just wanna thank you each uh, for the work that you're doing, for all the ways, um, not just that you're telling those stories, but, but, but being visible symbols for people out in the world of what's possible. Anthony, Kofi. Don and Rutina, Thank you all very much. And please do not forget that season four of Queen Sugar premieres 12. June 12th on OWN and every Wednesday on OWN. After that, please make sure you watch, that you tweet, that you share on social and that you help others understand what a powerful piece of art this is. Thank you all.